Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday. It is uh, September 21st. I hope things are going well for you yesterday. Not such a good day on Wall Street. We'll talk about that and more with Dave in just a second. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, there are so many things in this world that you and I, we cannot control. However, you can take some control of your retirement portfolio by knowing how much risk you have because you can control the risk in your portfolio. You need to know what that risk is and what it should be based on your age, how close you are to retirement, and your risk tolerance. That's exactly why I developed the core retirement design. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Hey, with that, we've got Dave coming up next. We're at 841. There's 19 before 9. Let's go find out and what Jay Powell's doing to your money this morning. It's not the stock market. It's the Federal Reserve because that was the big news yesterday. Downtown Sebring we go to the offices of Statler Financial Services where Philip Statler is also scratching his head this morning. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Uh, doing well. Glad to be here today. It is, um, yeah, you know... I don't understand. They they left the markets the same. I mean, the interest rates the same, and the markets decide to tank. I, I just <laughs> it's it a little stressful when that happens. Yeah, I was kind of watching the day chart. Says that at two p.m. they made the announcement that the Federal Reserve was going to hold off raising interest rates for another meeting. Everything stays steady, and at two o'clock we started a nice upward tinge, uh, gained some substantial ground in the blue chips until two thirty, when Chairman Jay Powell opened his fat yap and uh, said that, uh, "Well, we're going to keep tight money policies going for the foreseeable future, and uh, it's pretty well a lead pipe cinch that we're going to have to raise." interest rates one more time during 2023 and since there's only one meeting left in november i think it sounds pretty obvious and starting on the uh, 230 press conference from about his first words let me see here it looks like the dow fell by do 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 seven two oh yeah about 300 points inside of about uh, 25 minutes i'd say that was not a vote of confidence wouldn't you yeah i i think that that probably that word we'll have to keep interest rates high for a longer period of time was detrimental to the markets because the anticipation was that, you know, we would raise interest rates probably one more time this year. I mean, I think that was a given, but, but I think the anticipation was, is that by probably third or fourth quarter next year that we could actually start to see some easing in interest rates, but for him to push out and say, no, we're, we're looking probably 2025, maybe even 2026. I mean, that's an extended period of high interest rates. And I've got a few real estate friends that are looking at that and going, oh, my Lord, maybe I better start looking at a burger flipping job because we keep those mortgage rates up at 7 7.5%. Even eventually around here, it's going to end up starting to pinch a little bit. And as hot as our real estate market is, uh, that's, that's going a piece, I think. I, I do. I think that that is um... – I mean, it's longer than anybody I think actually anticipated, and and I know it's more than I anticipated. I, like I said, I think I thought felt like that we should get through this, and and by the third or fourth quarter next year, we should start seeing quarter point declines. Um, and that and was so, kind of that was kind of what they'd been telegraphing too. First part of the year, 
uh, that fake phone call that Powell got pinched by, but he kind of gave us a gave us a roadmap as to what he had in mind at the beginning of the year. Was we were looking at a few more interest rate increases. Yeah, I expected it. And then he was saying, yeah, we can see the uh, rates dropping again toward the end of the year. Okay, fine. Things stayed hotter. I think folks were probably baking in the notion it was going to be 24 before we saw any easing of the money supply. But now they're talking about the semi-columnists are saying it's going to be 26 before we see a decrease in interest rates. And I'm kind of thinking right now, the good news is they actually used the term soft landing yesterday. But uh, it's, it's almost like, yeah, we've got a soft landing coming, so let's see what happens if we don't put the landing gear down. Yeah, because they also mentioned in that report they're going to continue, and they are continuing, which I, I knew they would, um, to put uh, take money out of the money supply. So they're they're selling off uh, their bonds um, and and taking money out of the money supply, which which is still a a way of of monetary policy in order to um, slow down the economy. That's true, and we haven't mentioned that recently. Their, you know, their divesting of their balance sheet assets has been continuing throughout this time while they've been raising interest rates. So just because they pause for a month, which they've done a couple of times this year now, uh, it doesn't mean that we're not uh, accelerating our tight money policies because uh, we're taking money out of the market pretty much every doggone day as the Fed sells a few more million dollars worth of bonds and uh, mortgages. Yeah, exactly, and so that will, that will continue to have an effect. By and large, uh, yours and my low opinion of the Federal Reserve pretty much got reinforced uh, after two, but uh, before the end of the market yesterday, and evidently the the equity markets appeared to agree to that, and it uh, kind of gives us a herky-jerky beginning for this morning as well as we look at it. Uh, and it's not getting improved any by seeing uh, more resolution of the picture that uh, maybe I hate to say it, we might even need another bump because the uh, unemployment picture at this moment in time looks almost overheated. First-time jobless claims down to the lowest number we've had since January, only 201,000 first-time jobless claims last week, and the number of continuing claims also down to a darn near you know, a multi-year low, only 1.66 million continu- continuing jobless claims in the country. Uh, that the unemployment, the employment market in the country is well very healthy. I'd say. Well, at least it looks that way. Um, Mac- still macro have, wise, anyway. Macro yeah. rise, yeah. Uh, but th- they continue to uh, put. I mean, like you and I talked before we went on air. If uh, if the Fed had got this report, they they may have changed things yesterday. That was kind of what went through my mind when we first started on the phone before we went on the air. My first reaction was, boy, I sure am glad this report came out after the Fed meeting. Exactly. So, and you know, we're talking about interest rates, too. I, I did want to mention this because it mm-hmm. hit my news ticker. Um, this is the first time in like um, 14 uh, meetings that the um, Bank of England did not raise interest rates either yesterday. That's interesting because the European Central Bank did raise their interest rates a week or two ago, which we kind of saw as a harbinger as a possibility that the Fed would change their mind and do ours. The fact that the Bank of England is, uh, well, they aren't loosening yet, but they aren't tightening anymore. That kind of gives the communication from across the pond at the very least. It's time to slow down, guys. Yeah, uh, hopefully so. Hopefully hopefully everybody will get the same, same, same broad strokes anyway. 
which would be nice. So we kind of alluded to the fact that it's kind of messing with the futures this morning. Uh, Looking for some good news out there, and we're actually finding it on companies that are reporting their quarterly numbers. FedEx, I gather, really kind of kicked Boutte last quarter, didn't they? They did. It was the first quarter of their fiscal year, and uh, they really topped expectations. I mean, their earnings came in at $4.55, versus the $3.71 that was expected. Now, I will say that their revenue was slightly below expectations. Um, didn't Not hurting their stock this morning, though. It's actually up uh, 4.8% this morning. Now, that's a nice rise, especially when I look at what's happening on the indexes. kind of means there's some other companies that didn't do quite so good. Yeah, yeah, we have the, you know, we've talked about real estate and how, you know, mm-hmm. home builders are having a little bit of stressful time now. And KB Homes reported, and their stock is falling this morning, even though they beat expectations for their third quarter. Um, they, they came in at a $1.80 share on almost mm-hmm. $1.6 billion compared to the expectation of $1.43 on $1.5 billion. So, so they really had a good quarter. But, you know, it's all in the what's the expectation, right? And the expectation is that their gross margins are going to really start to shrink in this fourth quarter. And so it has KB Homes actually down 4.3% this morning. No, kind of offsets FedEx by a little bit. Got another one today? I do. I have Darden Re- Restaurants reported um, for their, uh, their quarter, and they uh, – they came in and and beat expectations as well, and this is their first fiscal quarter. Um, but they uh, their outlook was okay, uh, but they're still same store sales shrunk by two point eight percent, and so that's putting some pressure. Well, it was putting pressure early. It's flipped around now, up uh, up seven tenths of a percent. So um, good good for them. I had a couple of tidbits that I found in the process, kind of bouncing off of that uh, guidance report from uh, from Darden. Dollar General got downgraded this morning on some guidance they put out saying they see low-income shoppers, quote-unquote, acting recessionary. And if Dollar General feels that you kind of got a picture of the places like Olive Garden that get the discretionary stuff in, yep, they got some challenges ahead, don't they? Yeah, they, they really do. Um, Starbucks came out, and they raised their dividend. By seven and a half percent, they didn't really talk about earnings much in this report I'm, I'm looking at, but they did open a two hundred twenty million dollar distribution and manufacturing facility in China, um, and so they were trading down early this morning. But uh, well, they still are; they're down about a half a percent right now. I love it. I can't afford to buy a home, but by God, a five dollar cup of coffee, I mop. <laughs> 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 the world is a weird place, Philip. Resetting the table, it was uh, not a happy response to the Federal Reserve yesterday, and uh, we ended up with some red ink 45 minutes before we opened this morning. What are we looking at? Dave, it looks to me like we're going to continue to follow that theme this morning. Uh, we've got the Dow down s- over six-tenths of a percent. S&P 500 is getting close to 1%. It's down nine-tenths of a percent right now. And the NASDAQ 100 leading the crew down 1.3%. So nothing good on the indexes this morning. On the other side, it's hard to find anything good either. Silver's down a whopping 3.1%, um, just barely over $23. $23.09 an ounce right now. 
Um, gold's not much better. It's down 1.7%. And then we've got uh, crude oil trading the wrong direction, Dave, up a quarter of a percent, still down below 90, though, at $89.84 a barrel right now. I never thought I'd be happy to see crude oil at just under $90 a barrel. Overseas markets kind of react like you expect. The Asian rim market kind of depends upon us for trade and tight money. Here isn't good news there. So at 6 this morning, the Asian rim all down, some of them down considerably, like Hong Kong over a, qu- over a percent and a quarter. Europe following our futures and saying, uh-uh, we got uh, some reasonably precipitous drops over there, too. The Italian markets are down by the better part of 2%. United Kingdom down by about a half a percent. Everybody else kind of falls in between that halfway through the Europe. European trading day. If this all scares you, you probably have too much risk in your retirement plans. Time to get a better plan. How do I find you to get that plan, Philip? Then give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule their core retirement design, where we'll help them design that retirement they always dreamed of. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 95.3 FM. And you and Doug tomorrow morning here, because I'm going to take the day off and see whether or not any classmates that look as bad as I do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have a good trip, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you much. I'll, you, I'll catch you next week. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Remember- hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope your week is going well. Join me tomorrow again. Uh, as we talk about what's happening in the marketplace and how you can be prepared. That's coming up tomorrow. Have a great day. Talk to you then.